quarantine and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I am Julia Callahan. And we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season three, Ah! episode one. Oh my God, are you excited? It's called Season Three. I'm so excited for season three. (laughs) Oh yeah, Like a Virgin. Like a Virgin. I thought it's called that. (laughs) I have it written down right here. Madonna goodness for you. I mean, let's get it. Aaron, I'm so excited for season three. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to tell you. I'm excited for something else. Oh, yeah. We have been keeping it from our listeners because we wanted to announce it when season three started because we know you guys are so excited Mm -hmm. for us to talk about season three. If you're a newcomer to Dawson's Creek, season three is arguably the best (laughs) season. I'm not sure that it's a competition. It is a great season of television. Mm -hmm. Um, It includes Aaron's favorite episode of television of all time. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, So we can't wait uh, to get into it all. But we have exciting news, which is that uh, Aaron and I, for the last many, many months, yes, <laughs> um, have been working on a book uh, about Dawson's Creek. And <laughs> you're like saying it nonchalant, not excited. We uh, wrote a book. We wrote a book. We wrote a book. <laughs> we wrote a book. It is called I Remember Everything. Um, if you are a fan of the end of season three, you will know exactly where that comes from. Uh, Mm -hmm. and you know, we just want to tell you guys, like, it's kind of a part of part quote book and part uh, an argument that we make for why Dawson's Creek was and is a groundbreaking show, why it still matters. Um, it's the life lessons it taught us, Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and continues to teach us, um, we hope you guys will love it. Uh, we have had so much fun doing it, and we can't wait for you to read it. Um, we're gonna throw up some links on our uh, our our you know social media. Social. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it comes out in October. Comes out in October. We'll throw up some pre-order links. Um, if you want to pre-order it, awesome. You know. Support your local bookstore. Please support your local bookstores. But um, yeah, I remember everything. Um, and uh, we're so excited to bring it to you. We hope you love it. Um, you know, we wrote it for you guys um, and for you guys that love the show like we love the show. So yeah. Um, yeah. So that's our exciting season three announcement. Yeah. And we also um, want to shout out, we had our uh, this amazing illustrator in Portland do all of like some illustrations for it. Jillian. Um, she's amazing. She's awesome. Um, yeah. Check out her work. We'll throw up links we'll on our social media to, to her. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and so we're going to talk today about Like a Virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, this was written, Aaron, by Tammy Ader. Adder? Ader? A-D-E-R? Um Tammy also wrote for the Wonder Years and 30-something. I read they're rebooting the Wonder Years with all black cast. I read that too. I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, She was, Tammy Ader was the showrunner on Party of Five. Mm. And she was the showrunner of Dawson's Creek for, I believe, this one episode. (laughs) Damn, Tammy. How could you do this to us? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I, uh, read... 
over the week, um, I read Jeffrey Stepakoff's book called Billion Dollar Kiss. Um, so I have some like behind the scenes Dawson's Creek season three info for everyone. And one of it is that <laughs> the beginning <laughs> of season three was a real mess. Um, and uh, so and sometimes it shows. Um, so this was directed by Greg Prange, our old pal Greg. It originally aired on September 29th, 1999. Um, okay, Aaron, the description from Wikipedia. Dawson returns from spending the summer in Philadelphia with his mother. And on the journey home meets a beautiful blonde girl, Eve, who takes a liking to him. He hasn't spoken to Joey all summer. Jen gets an unexpected offer as she stands up to the school's popular crowd. Okay. <laughs> That's one way to put that. Mitch becomes the new coach of the high school football team and leaves for a coaching conference. In a moment of madness, Dawson crashes <laughs> Mitch's boat and he and Pacey hatch a crazy plan to raise money to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what we're calling that now. Madness. Oh, okay. Madness. I hadn't uh, heard that euphemism. Yeah, yeah. Joey offers herself to Dawson, but he rejects her. Pacey awaits the return of Andy, who has spent the summer in the hospital. No, that doesn't get mentioned almost that, at all. I but, know. But fine. <laughs> um, okay, Aaron. So my history's mysteries, again, starting in August. Um, so I've got a, a nice chunk of these. Um so August 7th, 1999, hundreds of Chechen guerrillas invade the Russian Republic of Dagestan. And the one of the um, early yeah. parts of the second Chechen war. Um, it, August 10th, 1999, Buford O. Furrow Jr. wounds and kills wounds five and kills one during the Los Angeles Jewish Community Center shooting. Mm. August 11th, 1999, a solar eclipse is seen in Europe and Asia. Cool. Yeah. Um, one time in 19, 2017, Aaron texted me and said, <laughs> I found a $100 plane ticket. We going to see this eclipse? And we did. <laughs> went to Wyoming. <laughs> we went to Wyoming for 12 hours or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> It was fun. Um, August 19th, 1999, in Belgrade, tens of thousands of Yugoslavs rally to demand the resignation of President Slobodan Milosevic. Yeah. August 26, 1999, the Second Chechen War begins. Mm -hmm. August 30th, 1999, East Timor, Timor votes for independence from Indonesia, which had invaded yeah. and occupied it since 1975 in a referendum. September 7th, 1999, Viacom and CBS merge. Oh, yeah. I remember mm. that. September 9th, 1999, the Sega company introduces in America, the American market a new game console with the name Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. The Sega Dreamcast. Uh, um, September 14th, 1999, Kiribati, Nauru, and Tonga join the United Nations. Cool. September 23rd, 1999, NASA announces that it has lost contact with the Mars Climate Orbiter. Oh, yeah. And finally, September 27th, 1999, the Detroit Tigers host the Kansas City Royals in the final game at Tiger Stadium. Oh. It's now Comerica Park. It's a different park, and it's Comerica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where the Tigers play. Right near my favorite bar in Detroit. Um, the old, <laughs> old Shalele. Oof. 
if you are in Detroit and we get to go to bars again someday, um, <laughs> hit that place up. It's amazing. Um, in Greek town. So, uh, number one, I don't mo- know what bar I was at in Detroit, but it was the first and only time in my life I saw a limo that had a jacuzzi in the trunk. <laughs> it was a real highlight of my life yeah 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 (laughs) detroit never detroit never fucking dope i fucking love detroit i love it there during the last recession i was like damn you can buy a house there for eight thousand dollars should i do that yeah you probably should (laughs) have well the weather oh god the winter that's the problem with and the summer yeah (laughs) the problem with being a californian is you can't move anywhere because of the weather um I know. So it's also the joy of it. Um, so the number one movies. Okay, starting in August, where we left off, um, the Julia Roberts Richard Gere vehicle Runaway Bride is uh, number Ugh. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. basically the summer is taken over by a little movie called The Sixth Sense, which dominates, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dominates the summer. Yeah. Wow. Um, when this episode airs, the number one movie is Double Jeopardy. Oh, Ashley I love Judd, that Morgan movie. Freeman. Yep. That's such a it's classic a great movie. movie. Great That's movie. such like a hotel movie. Oh, yeah. Plane movie. Like, yeah. yeah. Just great. Okay, Aaron, I have to admit something to you, which is that mm. last week I lied to you about the songs. Okay. I left out the last song um, for July oh, okay. because uh-huh. it dominates all of August. Um, oh, okay. Okay. And uh, it is none other than your fave. Christina Aguilera's Genie in a Bottle. Yes. Yes. I I literally was like, that wasn't number one. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It was number one for five weeks uh, starting. Yeah, that song's so good and the video's good too. It's it's great. Genie in a Bottle, Christina Aguilera. So yeah, the last week in July and all of August it dominates. Fuck yeah. And then um, it's followed up by Enrique Iglesias' Bailamo. Oh, yeah. Um, and when this episode first aired, we were on to TLC's Unpretty. So, um, I don't know. I think spring might still be better song. than summer, but Christina does tip it in the direction that the yeah, summer... Yeah, I mean, I love Christina, I and I love Unpretty, but... Scrubs is better than Unpretty yep. if you had to like rank them, you know, <laughs> or no Scrubs, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't... I love Bylomos, but it doesn't like... I don't love it. Love yeah, it, yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, if they play on the radio, I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah nostalgia. <laughs> but I'm not, like, looking for that CD at Goodwill. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, my one question before we jo- dive into this episode, Aaron, is do you remember what you did in the summer of 1999? Fuck. Let's see. No. <laughs> <laughs> in between. Freshman and sophomore. Sophomore. Just sophomore and junior, junior year. year. Yeah. Junior year. Let's see. I didn't do summer school. Okay. I don't think I did that the other two summers. I don't know what I did. I don't know. All right. Probably just like goofed off, had fun. (laughs) I worked at UC Santa Cruz in in offices. I did data entry and shredding and filing for people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I babysat once a week for like spending money, but uh, yeah, and just like went to the beach, bonfires. Yep. Yep. I couldn't I couldn't I was 15 so I couldn't get a job that basically of course my mom I worked for someone I can't there there are actually nepotism laws I know our current um administration doesn't believe so but there are so I couldn't work for my mom but I worked for yeah yeah, yeah. someone at the university 
um, that hired me because they knew my mom. And, um, and yeah, it's when I learned to work in an office. So cool. Yeah, totally. Cool. Okay. So Aaron, we, season three, we start off. It's supposed to start with the fucking banger. Really? Bob Seger's old time rock and roll. That is what this is supposed to start with. It does not, but that's what it's supposed to start with. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They really, they changed the whole vibe of the scene. Yeah. Oh, totally. They changed the whole vibe of the scene. You know how I feel about the fucking music. Yeah. So So this we open, we're not even in Cape side. We're on a bus that says Cape Cod on the the front. (laughs) And Dawson's there listening to music. Asleep. Passed out. Mm -hmm. And he's, uh, so so he's asleep, he wakes up, he looks over, and he sees a hoplong girl who is, of course, Brittany Daniel. Yes, 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 yes. So I think you and I had the same experience in 1999 where we were both super excited to see Brittany Daniel. Hell yeah. Because she used to be on Sweet Valley High. Valley High, yeah. Which yeah, I yeah. watched every day. Yeah, um, totally. And also I want to say just a personal note, later on when I moved to Los Angeles and I worked in television very briefly, I used to seat the audience on the game, which Brittany oh, Daniel was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's very nice um, and re- and actually pretty funny. That's a funny show. I had fun doing it. Um, so <laughs> I loved her in this episode. I, I was like, fuck yeah. I yeah spoiler, her. I actually, I know a lot of people hate the character of Eve. Um, I don't think she's all that bad in this episode. There are moments where I'm like, what's this girl's deal? But um, there are some times where I'm rooting for her. Yeah. So um yeah, so Dawson wakes up and he's like, "Ooh, look at this spicy girl." Like, I don't know the way like I get it the way she plays it. She's just all like spicy and you're like, "Does not." And like again, we're traumatized from, you know, Miss Jacobs. Yeah. So like older How women old is she? <laughs> we're just like, "What's happening?" And like uh-huh. just like it doesn't make sense that this like, you know, hottie would be like ooh, dawson it's just yeah. like it does set up a weird predator vibe yes but that being said <laughs> that being said she she like she, he she's like oh you're drooling and he like wipes his drool off <laughs> and then she's like what's in your lap and he like looks down and there's this moment like she's asking what his dick it's, is yeah it's like we're supposed to think he has a boner like or he was something. having like a you know yeah, a sex a dream um and then we realize no he's just rich and he has, he has his own player. portable dvd player where he's watching risky business um <laughs> that's a bold bus movie that is a bold bus movie <laughs> Um, and they have a whole conversation about why it's a bold bus movie, which is that this is the movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It is one of my favorite movies where Tom Cruise, before he got crazy and Rebecca or before he, you know, jumped on couches and shit. Um, Tom Cruise and Rebecca Namorne do it on a train. What she says is like, mm-hmm. this is supposed to be romantic where they do it on a train, an L train in Chicago. Um, and, uh, Brittany Daniel, Eve says, you know, even though Tom Cruise's character is a virgin and Rebecca de Mornay is like a battle scarred hooker that has slept with hundreds of men, somehow this is like supposed to be this like very sensual romantic scene <laughs> I for know. two people that met each other like a day and a half ago. Yeah. And it's like, 
again, kind of going back to season one where they're yeah. like, we're going to watch a movie at the start and that's going to be like the story <laughs> the of this theme, episode. The theme of this episode. <laughs> and so they're like, viewer, this girl is a slut. Yes. <laughs> and Dawson's a virgin. Right. So, so okay. Uh, here we are. And <laughs> Dawson gives his spin on the ta- on the movie, which he says, it's a modern myth. Joseph Campbell meets Sigmund Freud meets Holden Caulfield. And I just wanted to let people know if they don't know, Joseph Campbell wrote books about comparative mythology. And George Lucas has credited Joseph Campbell for inspiring Star Wars. So that's why Dawson would know who that is. Mm -hmm. And so like, my thing is like, okay, so Dawson's like, this is a teen sex myth. And I was like, yeah, that's actually is a good summation (laughs) of risky business as a film. (laughs) It is a teen sex myth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) Uh mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so Dawson continues, he says, you know, it's like a teenage boy passes into manhood by way of a sexual encounter with a beautiful woman who is essentially a fantasy character of his own creation, which is a sentence that makes me completely and utterly depressed. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it kind of makes you be like, is this a dream? (laughs) What's happening right now? What are we watching? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. Because then the the blonde, I called her the blonde girl. Her name is Eve. Um, t- looks at Dawson and tells him sh- he's adorable. <laughs> Super weird. Okay. And then he like they introduce them or he introduces himself. Yeah, but she doesn't say her name she, yet. She doesn't. Yeah, because she's mysterious. Obviously, <laughs> I mean clearly. And they shake and, hands. Yeah, and she, he's like, "You're burning up," and she's like, "I run a few degrees hot." <laughs> <laughs> Okay. She's spicy. <laughs> spicy. Okay. Um, and uh, then we cut to the new credits. Well, then she's like, tell, oh. tell me about your girlfriend. Oh, yeah, she does. She, says, <laughs> she tells him she runs a few degrees hot. And then she goes, so are you going to tell me about the girl, your girlfriend? It's so weird. And then we cut to the new credits. Yes, yes. And so we see... Andy's coming back. Meredith Monroe and Kerr Smith both in the opening credits sequence. Yeah. We got yeah. two people added to the like dancing, hanging out at the docks. Yeah, it's like completely new. I love it. Yeah. Um, and so in nineteen or yeah, nineteen ninety-nine, we're like, okay, good. Oh, they're good. all they're yeah. all here. They're know? all back. Yep. Um, and then we go, we're supposed to get a music cue when we go into the next scene, which is supposed mm. to be um, Who's Who by The Pretenders, mm. um, which is like a much different vibe again than this replacement music. It's like they <laughs> yeah. can't even get the vibe right. Um, anyway. So, and Joey's working on a boat dock and yep. her boss comes up and he's late. And yep. she's like, come on, I've got to go to school. And you're like, damn, girl has to work before school on her first day of school. Yeah. So she, <laughs> I had the same note, <laughs> uh, which was. Okay. I don't even, is that legal? I mean, I'm sure it's not legal. I'm sure okay. it's not legal. But she tells him like, you were supposed like, to be here by eight, which I'm yeah. like, okay, implies that she's worked like at least part of a shift before yeah. 8 a.m. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess if there's commercial fishing boats going out, like you're open early for them to gas up. Totally. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, whew. it's still kind of wild and does seem like a labor violation. But again, I don't really understand the laws in Massachusetts. 
<laughs> there any Massachusetts then labor like, lawyers that listen to us? Like, please be in touch. Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Where yeah. We would love to hear from you. Um, um, yeah, we have some stricter labor laws for minors in California because of the Hollywood, in, you know, like a movie yes. industry. Yes. But um, yeah. But anyways, yeah. Hit us up it kind of shook me. And uh, then she's like, don't worry, though. Um, I'll be back after school. Yeah. Yeah, she's working before and after school. Okay. In case we forgot that Joey that Joey is dealing with a lot of shit. Here yeah. we are. It's super wild. Constantly. Okay. Oh my okay. god. So she runs off and then we cut over to Graham's house where Jack and Jen are like in this choreographed, like well-oiled dance, <laughs> oh, making <funny>. breakfast. <laughs> you got the like egos going in the toaster, and yeah. they're like pouring coffee, and like they sit down to eat, and like they're all ha- happy, and like they're they love their life. And they're, Graham's like leans up against a wall, and she smiles, and she's like, "How long have you been married?" <laughs> <laughs> and Jack and Jen kind of look at each other and laugh, and I'm just like, I am in love with this. I- I know, want super cute. This. I love this chosen family. I'm loving it. I um, love that Jen's happy. I love it. It's so great. Yeah. yeah. Also, just like a quick Jen hair check-in. Um, it's getting much better. Not great yet. It's not great, but I was like, damn, thank God, girl. Yeah, but it's grown out a bit. There's a, we got to wait a few episodes before it really like hits its season three stride. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's it's doing much better, much better. Yeah, especially since we didn't wait all summer. Like uh-huh. seeing the you seeing know, the immediate change. Week, I was like, thank God, Jen. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, that was getting that was getting bad for a second there, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, then we go to Dawson's where Pacey is having breakfast. Um, yeah, and they're kind of talking about the blonde girl from the the bus. Eve. Yeah. And, and basically straight up just asked if it was a wet dream. <laughs> I was like, like, thanks for getting to the point, Pacey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate you and all you do, Pace. Um so and then Pacey's kind of like, so what about Joey? Yeah. And this is when we find out that they haven't talked all summer. Joey and Dawson. Joey and Dawson haven't talked all summer. They've been apart the whole time. Um, And Pacey says the whole world is waiting to figure out what's going to happen. And to that, I say. (laughs) Exactly. Because we all were, had waited all fucking summer to know what was going to happen. And here we were. Um, I like kind of love how they did this exposition where Pacey kind of like <laughs> announces what happened <laughs> at the end of last year. Yeah. Um, I was so like just a reminder. Yeah. They're broken up and things are not great. <laughs> right. And Dawson says, you know, it's over. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems like he spent the summer like alone trying to get over it, you know? Yeah. Um, and Pacey says, yeah, until she talks to you. It's over. I which I was like, damn. Like, like Exactly. He's like, yeah, but straight up, like, first of all, she's your, you have a complicated relationship because she's your best friend. Right. And also, you know, you have this, like, romantic element to it. So, like, how are you going to navigate, like, being in her presence is easy when you're, like, <laughs> right. miles in Philadelphia. away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Dawson's like, no, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to break. And 
and like she doesn't want to talk to me basically yeah and pacey's like i think you're underestimating the healing powers of time yeah so we'll see we'll see about that yeah um and and dawson tells pacey like if joey came up to him and said that she forgave and forgot like he still wouldn't want to get back together with her like he's yeah he was like you know this the last year was a nightmare with like the fucking angst fest and i'm just like we need to learn how how to exist without each other and then like maybe we can think about you know what that means so yeah i mean i'm kind of with him on this oh i think he's totally right i think they shouldn't be together yeah um and pacey but pacey i mean i kind of like appreciate pacey for being like yeah but straight up like have you thought about what it'd be like to see her like when she looks at you with those beautiful brown eyes yeah he says if she comes up to you and she does that cute little hair flip thing and then she locks those truly remarkable brown eyes on you what then so pacey knows he's being a good friend he does for sure and Dawson's like, you know, I'm going to tell her it was it's over and like that we're better off without each other right now. So we shall see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then and then Mitch comes in and he's like, I'm going to a coaching conference. And right. <laughs> Pacey's like, like the audience, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And Dawson reveals that he is now the coach of Cape Side High's football team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh pacey it's so perfect but also so fucking funny pa- i mean pacey i love it pacey without missing a beat is like oh good what are they now oh and 38 oh and 39 i just love fucking smart ass pacey so much oh my god we it's al- really funny and we also find out mitch says you know he was a minute man at one point um if you haven't forgotten that's the mascot of cape yeah. high the minute man. i would never forget that i um i feel like like every time we mention it we should play that um missy elliott song yeah yeah yeah. um so pacey's like that we were wondering that last season if if mitch was from cape side right so we get confirmation that mitch is from cape side yeah and i'm kind of like how come he doesn't have more friends than that like one swinger dude (laughs) i wonder that way too much but (laughs) no I guess it checks out. Dawson doesn't really have that many friends. True, true. So it wasn't modeled for him. True. Yeah, and so then Pacey's kind of like to Mitch, like, wait a minute, you're going to leave town for a few days and you're not going to tell Dawson, like, don't get in trouble, like, don't have any parties, like, you're not going to give any parenting here. Right. And Mitch kind of looks at him and he goes, Dawson, keep Pacey out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's a funny joke, but also it's like, Come on, Mitch. I know. I know. Oh, my God. My mom had like a list of things. My parents would go one weekend a year, mm-hmm. starting maybe my sophomore year in high school. They would leave me alone. Um, and <laughs> like my mom had a, it was like a fucking binder. Um, my, mom, that, my parents never left us alone my dad was like are you kidding me you know how many parties i had at my parents house growing up absolutely not and we're like come on dad like come on we would never do that sure. but of course we would like yeah. you know so i i never sorry mom i definitely did too yeah of course of course so like they were right yeah in their assessment of the situation but we're like come on I know. I know. yeah anyways so um then we go to school and there everyone's in the auditorium. Jack and Jen yeah. are sitting in the auditorium. 
girl Belinda comes in mm. and is extra to Jen. <laughs> she, she asked Jen if she's hosted any gangbangs over the summer. I was like, oh, okay. Hello. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yo, welcome like, to Jen school. Such a, I know. I was like, fuck you, Belinda. <laughs> okay. And then, like, you can see Jen's just in a good place, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Jack's been, like, a good influence totally. on her. I mean, in in the sense she has confidence and she just kind of gets mean to this girl Belinda. She says, you know, um, I, you know, I would like give you some fancy retort, but I figure I'll be nice since the lipo didn't take. Yeah. And And it's like, like, whoa, don't stoop to that level. Come on. But I also, like I I said, I appreciate that. She's like, you can see this confidence in her. Yes. She, I like where she's at. She seems like a, like much different person than the, like one who walked into Graham's house at the end of season two. Yeah. Just kind of broken and yeah, suicidal. Yeah, exactly. So then Paisley and Dawson are sitting together and Paisley's like totally egging Dawson on. He's like, she's going to be, Joey's going to be here <laughs> any minute. It's a, it's a junior, sem- you know, it's a junior meeting or whatever. Like, you know, everyone's got to come. Here. Everyone's here. Yeah. And Dawson's like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. And then and- over the microphone, we hear the voice. Um, and uh, we get to see Oba Babatunde. I love him. Uh, Principal as Principal Green. Green. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't know Oba Babatunde's career i highly recommend you look him up he's amazing um i will say he won an emmy for the bold and the beautiful daytime emmy Hmm. he was nominated for an emmy for miss evers boys Hmm. he was nominated for multiple tonys um one for his role in dream girls on broadway um and he started his career co-starring in liza minnelli's liza in concert so <laughs> he's like a triple threat. He can sing, dance, act. Yeah. Awesome. He's totally a that guy. Like even when we were kids, we we're like, oh, that oh, yeah, guy, that guy. Um, yeah. He's also, if you don't know, bl- a black man. So yeah, yeah, we get like a our- little bit of color here in Cape side. Thank yeah, God. Finally, know. you know, um, that we've talked a lot about how white uh, the Cape side that we see is. And yeah. I'm <laughs> glad that we get um, a, a, a black man that, you know, is going to have, scenes with these kids and is going to be yeah. a part of the show um in season three we'll yeah. talk more about that as we go yeah and then um the principal green like who's that man talking in the fifth row <laughs> <laughs> and he's like stand up sir and then he's like is that pacey winner and you're like oh my god is this gonna be another fucking shitty ass <laughs> you know educator yeah, yeah. and then he's like <laughs> mr principal green's like See, this guy, I love this guy. He's just like, he's like a classic teenager just right. doing his thing. I hope everyone can be more like this guy. And you're like, whoa, meta, like <laughs> <Yeah>. what? <laughs> and well, first he says, he asks Pacey to stand up and then he asks Pacey what his name is. He's mm-hmm. like, what's your name? And Pacey says, I don't, I don't think oh, you would say Che Guevara, would you? He's like, you wouldn't accept it if I said Che Guevara, would you? <laughs> um, and then, and then, you know, Principal Green. Oh, so as Principal Green is talking to Pacey, um, Joey sort Early of sneaks speech. in the back. She's a little bit late. She is wearing a skirt, um, a yeah. gray skirt and a white tank top with the sleeves and uh, like a, a button up with the sleeves rolled up. Um and uh, I think she has those Steve Madden sandals. I think she does, too. I'm pretty sure them. she's wearing, like, almost the exact outfit I wore on the first day of school uh, in sure. senior year. Sure. <laughs> sure. 
I was a gutter punk in high school, in that part of my high school. So that was not what I was wearing. But, I, but I'm hearing you and I'm seeing you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and Joey, and so, so Joey sneaks in the back, um, and Principal Green, and the meanwhile is giving Pacey Saturday detention. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, I wish more people would act like you. I want you guys to act like your own, you know, you're in high school. You're like, you're going to mess up. I want you to act your age. And then he goes, and I'll see you, Pacey, on Saturday for detention. <laughs> Which was funny, but also like, are you kidding me? Uh, what? Like, he's just talking to her in assembly. Like, I know. Come on. That's a, come that's on. a harsh punishment. Principal come Green. on. Yeah, Saturday school? Okay. Yeah. But it, it was I get funny, it. I get it. Like, it's that thing where, you know, there's an episode of Friends like this where it's like you have to make an example out of one person to like, right. to like, um, you know, show your authority over the situation. It's like, you know, wild. It is. I get the where they're coming from, but you're like, OK. And it, I think I'm just more traumatized from all the shitty Capeside high sure, educators. Sure. So I'm like, I mean, fair. What the fuck's happening here? You know, fair. So so as Joey sneaks in the back, then Pacey goes, she's here. Dawson. She's here. Yeah. She's here. <laughs> <laughs> and um. And so then we go over to the, this like club okay. club room. I don't I think know. It's like an activities fair, right? We didn't have this at my school. We did, but it wasn't indoors. Whew, no well, way. Yeah, nothing's in. in first day of class, September. Are you kidding me? It's the hottest month of the year in yeah. California. <laughs> it was like ninety degrees outside. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we did like in the quad. There was always like you know you could sign up for the things that people signed up for. I don't know. I was probably on the, in the parking lot smoking cigarettes, so I had no yeah. idea what was happening. <laughs> I didn't do any clubs. I was in they band. Have, yeah, they have those like clubs that you just automatically are signed up for, like National Honor Society. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did those. I did those for my college application. They make you. They don't, you don't even do anything. They just sign you up for I know. it. You're like, Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, I was in band. That's all I did. I I played music for the theater for the school musical as well. But anything I was doing was musically related. Mm-hmm. Um. So Belinda. The bitchy girl. Listen, only one person can be cool and name Belinda, and she is Belinda Carlisle, and that's the only that's the only one that is allowed to exist. It definitely is a wild choice for a name. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that they didn't do like an A name because that was really fucked up. Oh my you know? god, Abby or Andy, like Andy. yeah, or another J name. Yeah. You know, because there's also too many of those. Yes. So I'm like, okay, like I like this departure, but I'm like Belinda, huh? Hmm. That's a choice. Okay. It's a choice. Okay. Okay. So she's busy reaming a girl out who would like to sign up for cheerleading because she is saying that that girl is too fat to be a cheerleader. And uh, then <laughs> she she seems like a real asshole. And then I just, like, that wasn't my experience of cheerleaders. The cheerleaders actually were like nerdy at my school because our dance team was so good. Uh, so it was like if you weren't good enough to be on the dance team, then you were on cheer. drill team. If you weren't good enough to be on drill team, you are a cheerleader. Oh, so it was like it was there was a hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In my school, we didn't we weren't good at any sports that needed cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like it was like, what are they going to go cheer for the water polo team? Like, yeah, that's the only team that was good at anything. Well, only our girls' teams were good, and I don't. They're hella sexist, and the cheerleaders don't 
cheer at the girls sports i used i do remember that cheerleaders used to beg us band kids to come to the basketball games because mm-hmm. we didn't have to go but sometimes yeah. we would all be like yeah we'll do a band thing at the basketball games um because we got the crowd <laughs> riled up pretty right, well right, 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 we were pretty good right. at yeah. it yeah so yeah cheerleaders at my high school my high school didn't have the same kind of like strated what am I saying? Yeah. Stratification that like, yeah, it seems yeah. like media high schools have. Um, so I hear you, but, um, Belinda, yeah, the, then Belinda t- is just like a stereotypical head cheerleader right. asshole. <laughs> and with the n- most thin nineties eyebrows, it's just like, <laughs> I was distracted. I was like, God, we all thought that was great. We all really I did. Know. Oh my we God. Really and me with my bushy, thick Italian eyebrows was like, a th- I- I, they oh don't these don't these don't get thin so oh, you're, lucky. Like, <laughs> you're lucky you're lucky our friend from college sent us a photo over the weekend and i was like oh my god oh my god wow yeah wow yeah okay <laughs> so jen then sees belinda chew out all these people and says to jack that she knows how anthropologists feel when they stumble across a lost tribe whose ancient rituals who have been who have have remained untouched by time which I love. and she's just like fuck it i'm signing up for this <laughs> yeah, <shit> show <laughs> J- jack's like i don't know why anyone would want to be a cheerleader and jen's like let's find out shall we <laughs> you know. and belinda's like she's not stoked No, she's like, no. And then Jen's like, come on, don't you want to know if I have what it takes? And Belinda's like, fine, I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) It's funny. It's very... And so Pacey and Dawson are also at the fair and mm. Pacey's like, do you think that detention thing was real? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then Dawson sees Joey. Yeah. Across the fair. Who's signing up for something, which I'm like, that seems out of character. I don't I think Joey Potter signs up for these things. It's extra credit. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe it's like some nerd club or something that we never see her in. It's maybe yeah, it's art yeah, related. Yeah. Maybe it's art club. So Dawson's like, you're right, Pacey. I'm going to crack. Like, you got to get me out of here. Yeah. And yeah, he totally freaks out. And Pacey's like, anywhere? I got, I know a place. I know and a you're place. Like, okay, okay, okay. And they turn and go around and Joey sees them. It's kind of sad. Yeah, Joey kind of sees the back of them as they leave. Yeah, she looks kind of sad and hurt about it, about the yeah. fact that they're leaving. Um you know, I got to say, we get a close up on Joey, who is wearing, um, I'm pretty sure, Mac Taupe lipstick. I, I know. <laughs> I, I was distracted by her lipstick the whole episode. <laughs> Which I did. Mac Taupe. So Mac is the brand. Taupe, the yeah. color. Um, you know, the 1999 was a real big year for brown lipstick. And I'm not going to say that I did not get out of that fad. I had Mac Taupe lipstick. Mm. Um I got it after receiving a makeover from a, like a fabulous dude um, on at the Mac store on Fillmore Street in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, who is the person who taught me how to apply makeup to my face because my <laughs> mother's a hippie and she did not teach me that. Um, and so, you know, I was like, man, Joey, I too had that lipstick. It looked terrible on me as well. Oh, my God. It looks so bad. I dev- I was more of like a burgundy lipstick than a, yeah, taupe, a taupe color. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we all have our things in 1999. So Joey gets home 
and she's exhausted and she like hates her boss. <laughs> right. So she's like, you know, this is it's not this isn't Joey. It's the shell exhausted shell of her former self. And yeah. like we kind of get this like crazy um like like 50s tv sitcom family dynamic where like yeah joey walks in the door and is like man my boss is the worst i've had such a long day and bessie's like bessie's like thirsty to gossip (laughs) and talk to an adult you know and you're like what is happening well and like she puts dinner down right in front of joey it's like you know here you go and like they're chatting and bessie at this point tells us that um you know we they just have to like do this thing where joey works all the time for a little while longer until they get the insurance check um presumably for the ice house because she then she can afford a babysitter and go get a job so like so like i'm like that paints a real picture man like this is really dark this summer right they haven't gotten the insurance check from the Mm -hmm. when the ice house burned down and like they have a seasonal restaurant this is when they probably make all, all of their, their yearly income. Right. And so like Joey is having to work nonstop in order to, you know, pay for their life. Um yeah. <laughs> and and like Bessie can't work because, you know, the US ha- doesn't give free childcare to people. <laughs> yeah. Um so that's a problem. Uh and Bessie then like asks Joey to tell her everything about what yeah, happened. Yeah, Bessie her wants to gossip. She wants yeah, the hot gossip. She wants, she's yeah. ready. She's like, I've been hanging out with a baby all, all day. day. <laughs> How was school? And Joey's like, it was whatever. Yeah. Bessie's like, girl, you know what I meant. How was seeing Dawson? Yeah. And, and Joey like straight up lies. Straight up lies. And she's like, you know, we like looked at each other and like we just in that split second forgave each other. And like, then we like talked about everything until we were blue in the face. And like, you know, it was great. Yeah. And Bessie's like, Oh, that's so good. Bessie's like, I knew it. I knew you were meant for each other. Yeah. And it's really weird. Like, I don't know. Why do you think Joey lies? Like, I can't tell if it's that she knows that Bessie is like, like her and Bessie need good news kind of, you know, like, like this summer seems like it's been terrible for both of them, you know? And so she doesn't want to like, you know, that thing where you're like, Oh man, this person that I love is like so excited about this thing and I don't want to break their heart, but like, right. right, You know, like I kind of get that, but also like, I don't well, know. It, it just like juxtapositioned with the, where Dawson's at with right. their relationship. You know, you get the vibe that Dawson's like thought about it all summer. And Joey kind of was just waiting to see how Dawson felt. Right. Yeah, you do get that. You do get that kind of um, vibe. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, what to me, what bothers me a little bit is that, like, at the end of last season, she literally said, I don't want to know you. You know, yeah. like, I yeah. will never forgive you and I don't want to know you anymore. And now it seems like that's all gone and forgotten. Yeah. And, and also, like, Bessie low-key doesn't care that, like, Dawson sent their father to jail. Right, right. It's so. interesting. So we go from this really like, huh, head tilting scene to the most uh, wild thing I've seen in a long time. Um, and I'm going to say the music cue we're supposed to get is for Sleep Together by Garbage. Oh, shit. Um, uh huh. So yeah, that's when Dawson's song. got like this insane face, like where he's just like, 
his Holy eyes are all shit. big, his yeah. jaws on the ground, yeah. and there's like flashing light, you know, club lights or whatever. And um, yeah, they're at a fucking strip club. They're at a strip club. Yeah. Pacey okay. took Dawson to a strip club. And this doesn't make any sense. I, nope. It's like, <laughs> this is when we kind of were like, okay, this episode is weird. And they're trying to like, kind of redefine some of the characters, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And like, they're like, oh yeah, remember when Pacey, when we tried to make him be like obsessed with sex? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's how we were selling the... He, the reason why he got raped is yeah. like no he's just a horn dog he's just a 15 year old horn dog right. that's why he got raped by his all, teacher all 15 year old boys are horn dogs and so you know they you know it doesn't matter if it's a 36 yeah. year old and a 15 year old and Pacey is like legit reading the program for this trip <laughs> which I gotta say Aaron I kind of liked that there was one <laughs> I was like huh He's okay. like, because he tells Dawson some fact about the girl that's on stage, and he's, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, oh, she went to this school, and she did this and this, and Dawson's like, how do you know that? And he's like, it's in her bio, it's right here. And I was like, I kind of love it. I mean, <laughs> I dear, mean, the attention to detail was quite amazing. Listen, I mean, if Jumpo's Clown Room had a had a um uh, had a yep, bio program? thing, I would definitely I would read, read it. it for sure, <laughs> for sure. Cheetahs, hell yeah, <laughs> cheetahs. <laughs> um, so Dawson, a waitress comes up and Pacey tells her that he's okay, like don't say a waitress it's very obvious who it is <laughs> okay tell so us Eve comes up in a fucking wig Eve and like up in a wig like can I get you boys anything and yeah. Pacey's like two beers <laughs> and a glass of milk for my friend <laughs> yeah and then Pacey wants to talk to Dawson about sex and yeah. it's like it's fucked up I'm like I don't I don't like what they're doing right now. And Pacey is being hella whack. I agree. Cause he's, he says, you know, I've got this vision for that. What this year is going to look like, you know, I, th- you, my friend are going to get laid at some point this year. It's super weird. <sighs> and it, it feels like it, to me, it feels completely out of character. For I agree Pacey. with you. I, I mean, I know I give, I like Pacey, so I give him a lot of space, but I just, this It's inauthentic to this character. I agree with you completely. Even like the bravado-y Pacey that we know from season one that like was a little bit more like this. This doesn't even seem like that, Pacey. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Like, we're going to get you laid this year. And you're like, whoa, okay, what about all the growth you did second season? Like, you just now become like a completely different person? What is happening? Exactly. And so the waitress brings their drinks, the waitress of <laughs> and Pacey takes a sip it's of his like, beer and is like, "This is root beer, this fucking root beer," which what the I fuck? love. I actually I love that so hard. Yeah, because she's like, that. "Yeah, you're so not, hard. you're not 21." I'm yeah, not giving you beer. And then Eve goes in um, to Dawson and um, she puts like the drink down, and she's like, "You don't remember me?" And he's like, "No." And you're like, "What is happening? <laughs> what is this storytelling?" <laughs> Are you kidding me? And she puts his hand on her hand on him because, you know, remember, she runs hot, hot, hot. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God. And then she, like, pulls off her wig. She pulls off the wig. She's like, See? And I'm like, what is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, it's, it's really okay. It's crazy. I mean, it's not it's wild. It's not crazy. It's wild. Uh, it's yeah. So um, then we go to commercial. 
Yeah. And we come back and Dawson and Pacey are walking up to the Leary house. And yeah. we learn, of course, that if this is the second day, the end of the second day of school. And Dawson has successfully avoided Joey yet again. Yeah. And Pacey's like, you know, but I'm questioning, Dawson, your commitment to La Vida Loca. That's what he says. <laughs> and Pacey's like, I mean, why didn't you hook up with that bus girl last night? Um, also, here I would like to tell you that Pacey is in Tevas and these print shorts that are woo so ugly. Oh man, they're so yeah. ugly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I and I grew up in a town with a lot of people in ugly print shorts, and those were ugly even by my standards. God. Uh, yeah. It's so the baggy too. It's oh, very yeah, wild. It's all. It's, yeah. It's yeah. So Dawson's like, yeah, you know, Pacey's I gave her my number. Like, yeah, and Pacey's like, why didn't you hook up with Eve? Like, yeah. why did you hook up with that girl? And you're just like, okay, Ugh. what's happening? She's 25. And, <laughs> no. Um, and then he's like, you know, Dawson's kind of like, well, I gave her my number. She can use it. And then he's like, you know. Why would a girl with like her kind of experience be interested in me? And I was like, I mean, fair point. I know. <laughs> fair point. I'm like, this whole time I'm like, I have Dawson's back on this. He's I like, know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. You know. And then Pacey and Dawson walk into the living room and where Eve's legit just sitting there. Eve's just sitting on a chair. What? And he's shook. Dawson's shook and yeah. he like fumbles over his words. And yeah. Pacey's like, yeah, that's freaked out teenager for what are you doing here? Yeah. And it's I think it's kind of funny. And like, you know, she's just basically like, it's hot. The door was open. I came in. Yeah, I just busted in. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says that she's going to take Dawson up on his offer for a date. Yeah. That's what she came to. And so then Pacey like grabs Dawson and is like, give us like, a second. <laughs> uh, I need to have a little pep talk with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Dawson's freaked out. And Pacey, again, like, I don't yeah. know what's happening with this character. Yeah. He goes into this weird discussion where he's like, look, you're in complete control of this situation. Yeah. He's what? like, he's like, you know, I, I've been, I know you've never been here before, but I have, you just needed to take a breath and like, go get it done basically. And then he grabs the keys to Wait, has Pacey been here before. Well, I mean, he's been a virgin that's uh, could possibly have sex before. Right. But like, yeah, it, it it's weird because like, this is a stranger no, I mean, I'm with you. It's weird. Like in the boyfriend episode in season one, I'm like, what about Dawson Leary is going to like fuck a rando with beads in her hair? You know, <laughs> that's do. just not his character. It's not. It's not his character. It's not Pacey's character either. Right. You know? So Pacey like grabs the keys to Mitch's boat <laughs> and is like, take her out. You should take her out on that. And Dawson's like, <laughs> Dawson's like, oh, what? He's like, it's Mitch's boat. boat. <laughs> Dawson. Come on. What? Come on. Okay. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. And um, he's like, it, my dad owns it. I couldn't do it. That would, that would be weird. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. Uh, okay. So then we go over to the cheerleading tryouts, yeah. um, which is one of my, this is one of my favorite scenes in Such this episode. It's a classic scene. There's this girl who's like doing a cheer to I don't want to wait. She's and her the it's we don't want to wait for this game to be over. We've got a root right now. And then she gets cut off. Oh, it's amazing. That's a great cheer. That's a great I cheer. Know. I would love yeah. it. 
Um, and she tells the girl like she can't, yep. you know, they just wanted to see what song she was they were gonna cheer yeah. to. So Belinda's just like a total asshole. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, we just came here to make fun of you. So that's the only reason why we let you even try out. And you're like, What? It's not like tryouts are for anyone. That's the whole point of him. I know. The fact that there's not a faculty member there like putting the kibosh on this. <laughs> I mean, it, it tracks in the Dawson's Creek world yes. of Cape Side yes, High yes, and yes, Cape Side yes, High, yes. but okay. So then Jen's so up then next. Jen goes up, and Belinda just slut shames her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Jen's like, "Oh, girl, big mistake, <laughs> huge, <laughs> huge." And Jen gives. I have her speech written down. Um, she gives this speech. Uh, <laughs> she says, "When you see Belinda and her click in the hallway." Do you des you desperately wish you were walking with them, aren't you? Or don't you? Um, and you think that maybe if you were wearing the right shoes or sporting the latest hairstyle and using the hottest shade of lip gloss, then maybe they would toss a glance in your direction. Ever wonder why they toss force their narrow minded opinions down our throats? Well, that's because they have an inkling of what the future has in store for them beyond graduation. And then it gets dark. And then Jen goes real dark. She's real says, dark. Cut to 25 years from now. Belinda McGovern wakes up feeling empty. Maybe it's her because her Dartmouth educated lawyer husband, Tad, has run <laughs> off to Tijuana with her daughter's roommate from boarding school. Or maybe it's because the twins, Timmy and Tommy, call her by her first name and their live in housekeeper mom. Or maybe it's because she has her daily two o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock, and nine fifteen showdown with a bottle of Prozac. Her life has become a domestic wasteland. Avoid this fate. Don't let yourself become another cookie cutter, blonde, size four, raw, raw, cis, bam, boom, mindless, soulless, spineless wench. Screw these auditions. Screw cheerleading and screw Belinda McGovern. And everyone gives Jen a standing like, ovation, yeah. including all the cheerleaders that aren't Belinda McGovern. Yeah. I mean, I remember this scene and being like, fuck yeah, Jen. I know. I mean, my initial, my reaction watching it now was like, no one gives a speech like Michelle Williams. So true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like this Belinda's an asshole, you know, and it's just like, come on. Why? Like, we kind of had these discussions previously in regards to Abby Morgan where you're like, okay, you want to be popular, but these people are assholes. Right. Why do you care about what these people think about you? Do not. Fuck that. Yeah. So then we go over to the dock where Joey's at work. Uh, We see an insane scene of sexual harassment in the workplace. Yes, indeed, we do. So I like was shook. Yeah. So her boss walks into the office, um, which the door is closed. Uh, Joey is changing into her work clothes. She's in her bra. She's in her bra. Yeah. And he just keeps walking into the room. He doesn't say like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. So we know that he knew what he was doing. Uh Uh-huh. Did this on fucking purpose. Uh Uh-huh. And um, she's also a minor. Yeah, she sure is. She sure is. And he grabs, goes in, grabs a soda. I'm thirsty. Yeah. And he leers at her while she's like got her shirt covering her. Um, And she tries to advocate for herself. Yeah. You know, the best way like a 16 year old could. Right. But uh, what is happening? What is the storytelling? He's a real creep. He's a creep. Uh, it's like all the men are like over in this episode to feel like overly sexual and they all sexualize these women, you yeah. know, and like it's a, it, I can't tell if they're like, let's just bring it back to the pilot. Remember when <laughs> all we did was talk about sex, you know, yeah. but then they've like kind of missed the 
upbeat a little. It's not like this like innocent, youthful innocence, you know, of the pilot. So I want to say I agree with you. Um, so I read this book that Jeffrey Stabokoff wrote. So at the end of season two, Kevin Williamson yeah. left. Like, yeah. And it, it, he doesn't outright say this, but it seems like basically the deal that Kevin Williamson got to do this show gave him a lot of money and he had no idea how to run a television show. Yeah. And basically by the end of season two, the show was falling apart. Like they, they would like be ready to shoot scenes and they wouldn't have a script. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they would have to fax these pages to set and like, Oh my God. Right. So like, so it was like, you know, it, it was falling apart. Yeah. Um, it showed. <laughs> and, when Kevin Williamson left, the entire writing team, except for Greg Berlanti, also left. Mm-hmm. So at the start of season three, there is an entirely new writing team that has not been on this show, except for Greg Berlanti, who had been in season two. Um, and so I think partially it seems like, you know, the writers just didn't know what to do with these characters. They had not spent time on this show. They didn't know the characters. They didn't know the show. They mm-hmm. didn't know the actors. They had probably just watched tapes, you know, of the episodes. Um, and so I think you can feel, you know, that, yeah. sh- that shift. Now, I would say that that shift leads to eventually the best season of this show, right. but it takes, it's, we're, we're going to stumble a little bit along the way <laughs> before we get yeah. there. It's very weird. So, um, and I think this one is a big stumble. Um, before they they start hitting their stride. Um, but so we, you know, Joey basically, when her boss starts to walk out, he's like, next time I'll knock. And she's like, next time I'll lock the fucking door. Like, it's like, get a labor lawyer. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, sue right. this guy. Are you kidding me? Fuck this. S- right. So-, so in that moment we hear, or we see Dawson is on... <laughs> on a boat <laughs> on the boat on a, it's a big boat we His have never seen like this boat before in the wind yeah uh-huh and eve is uh, sitting on the front we still haven't learned that her name is eve i'm sorry yeah, yeah. but like it's she's sitting on the front of the boat and she's kind of like take off your shirt dawson it's really and weird she's like they kind of have this conversation where dawson's like i'm nervous and she's like i'm and nervous like, too. why and then he's co- totally like um for, I'm nervous for the same reason you're not nervous. Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, it's a, sl- it's a, you know, because she sounds like she is your slut. Uh huh. <laughs> and I'm not. So, uh-huh. like, it's really weird. Um, and then he's like, I mean, come on, what's your name? Why are you hanging out with me? Right. Like, basically, like, what's your fucking deal? <laughs> and then she, she's <laughs> and like, he's like, are you a figment or a dream? Yeah. Yep. And then she like rubs uh-huh. up on him and tells him to slow the boat down. She's like, your heart's racing. Slow down. Uh-huh. And he's like, huh? And she's like, slow the boat down. And you're like, it's just weird. Like these boat metaphors, you know, like um, this is a speedboat uh-huh. metaphor. Uh-huh. And you're just like, okay. And, and she's yeah. like, are you a virgin Dawson? <laughs> and he asks what comes before virgin and she's like everything but mm-hmm. 
And then she she kind of squeezes in front of him between him and the, the steering wheel. And, and they start making, da- making out while the boat is still moving. And um, then she starts kissing down his chest. And gives him, a, what did they call it in Wikipedia? <laughs> oh shit i forgot <laughs> she gives him a boat bj is what we call it on this podcast <laughs> a boat beach um that's, it's iconic it's, it's oh my god uh-huh. and then like well no uh, first she goes down and he's like wait uh-huh. wait wait and he's like you know at least tell me your name and she right. says it's eve and he's like oh, oh yeah. a biblical like, like, name the- yeah that's weird. That's very weird. And she's like, I'll try to live up to it. And then she sinks down to her knees. So um, there we go. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. And then, of course. And then even more iconically than a boat, BJ, he just straight up crashes. We hear a crashing sound. And the we like, you know, the camera fades in and it's... This boat has crashed into the docks. <laughs> so funny. Joey is running down the docks because, of course, he has crashed into the dock where it's Joey works. Joey works. Okay. And so this is going to be the first moment that Joey and Dawson have spoken since <laughs> she said she didn't want to know him anymore. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And she looks at him and she's like, whoa. Okay. okay. <laughs> and then Eve pops up. And it's like, I love crashes. <laughs> like, Who are you? I love this. I love the wild women that they put on I these know, shows. Like, I know. If only she had a bead in her hair. She Man. she is missing a bead. She should have one. <laughs> um and Joey Dawson introduces Rob's them. there too. Rob comes in. Yeah. And Joey like or Dawson's like, Eve, Joey, Joey, Eve. And like Joey's like, and- everything becomes clear. Uh-huh. I see. And, and Rob's like, you know this idiot? Yeah. And, <laughs> and Joey's just Joey's like, like, I thought I did. And she walks away. Um, so then I don't, why is she what's her deal? I don't know. I don't I, I honestly I don't know. Like again, they're like these new writers are like, Joey, she's angry unreasonable I know. <laughs> and only gives a fuck about Dawson yeah she has no agency over her life right like, well and it's like and there's this part of me that's like I get it if she had built up in her head like oh my god like I have forgiven Dawson and I'm gonna see him and I'm gonna tell him that I forgave him and then everything's gonna go back to the way it was I mean that's a fucking naive thing to think um and I mean I, I completely think that that's where her head is at yeah. for sure yeah. you know um but I don't know. It, it just was weird how yeah. she's like, I thought I did. And like, you know, storms off, you know, right. you would think if after like that whole period of them not talking, she would be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you don't talk to someone for a long time, it's awkward the first time you do. You're kind of like, mm-hmm. OK, where 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 are we at? Where yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know where our relationship like, is. Of course she's like mad there's like this other girl there. She doesn't know about the boat BJ. She does not know about the boat beach. Dawson's pants are on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like they crash and he's like stands up and his dick's hanging out. Or <laughs> which would be funny. I would, it would love laugh that. so hard at that. <laughs> he's like pulling oh god. 
Oh my God. I mean, everything about this scene logistically wouldn't work. Like, what if you, for Eve, like a boat crashed while a dick was in her mouth? Oh man, that's you a choking how horrible hazard. that no. would be. Oh no. Ooh. No, I can't. Um, so then we cut to a more hilarious scene where Rob is holding a calculator. Uh huh. And he's adding up. He's adding Addin- up. What's he's doing gonna, some numbers. He's running, crunching the numbers on what this is going to cost Dawson. So and it's like going to be about mechanic and also a dock rebuilder. Yeah. So uh, $3,000 is what he says. Yeah. For damages. So that's a lot of money. That's a lot Dawson of money. is fucked. Fucked. He sees Eve um, sitting like at a dock, you know, another location, and he walks over <laughs> to her. Did and she you like? Did you notice the sock shoe situation in this moment? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> He's back in those like kind of like hiking boots, maybe with right, right, right. so much white sock, white sock over yeah. the top of it. I was just like, "Oh boy, that was a look. a look. It was a look." And- Eve's just like, damn, that was fun. <laughs> She's like, I it mean, could be it, worse, I, I kind of am like Eve, which is probably why I like her. I'm like, right. that shit's so funny. I'd be like just laughing so hard. I mean, it sucks like $3,000. That'd be really scary. Yeah. But uh, you crashed a fucking boat. Like, I know. While Everyone's you were getting fine. A BJ, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would not be able to stop laughing no. at that. I, I'm going to attest to that, that that yes. is truly what Aaron would do. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. And Dawson is like he's fucked you know and and he's like all grumpy yeah and he says like, well because eve says it, things could be worse and dawson's like that's what they said to king lear before he lost his mind and his daughter killed herself which is like a quite an, an interesting reading of king lear i gotta tell you um also like not relevant to this conversation at all at all um, and, eve and says, eve's like hold up you're fucking mad at me? Yeah. Well, because he, she says, like, no one was hurt and you're going to remember this forever. Like, yeah, it's, you know, she kind of has the Aaron Hensley, like, whatever. Like, you know, it sucks. <laughs> like, it's going to be $3,000, like, but like, yeah, we're yeah, safe. Yeah. This yeah. was kind of funny. And Eve's like, you know, when you make mistakes like this, it's like, it keeps things interesting, like, whatever. And Dawson kind of snips at her. And then she's like, are you mad at me? <laughs> And he's like, I mean, you did make me crash my boat. And yeah. she's like, oh, fuck no. Right. I didn't make you do anything. Uh-huh. And, and I was like, I love Eve. I love this lady. <laughs> that's she's what I said. Wild, but I, said, I love it. <laughs> I said that too. I was like, I know people don't like Eve, but I love this. I, I love this. I because love it. it's kind of like what Jen was doing. We're like, I, I'm going to be your mentor to be a teenager. Like, these are these are the stories that would be hilarious in a movie in, you know, like also listen, in some of his storytelling. Dawson, when you're like a sophomore in college and you tell this story that you the first time someone tried to give you a BJ, you I'm just assuming it was the boat. first time you crashed yeah. a boat like that's a that you're going to be a hit at parties with that story. <laughs> This shit's so fucking funny. It's so iconic. Come on. (laughs) It's amazing. It's like the most famous BJ scene in like media history. I know. What and like she kind of she's just like, fuck you. And like storms off. She's like, I don't fuck with people like you. Mm -hmm. No way. And he comes over and he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, nah, nah, you gotta try harder. Yeah. And And I was like, Yeah, girl. 
I know. And he's like, you know, he kind of is like, you know, this isn't me like this, like taking, you know, stealing my dad's boat and like doing this kind of stuff. Like disaster happens when I do shit like this. Yeah. And then she says one of the dumbest lines. (laughs) She goes, well, that's too bad, Dawson, because this girl just wants to have fun. It's like weird how they write her character. It's I mean, she's kind of all over the place. Like she has her hero moments. Fun. I love accidents. I love boat accidents. And then also like this kind of like ballsy feminist of like, yeah. I didn't fucking make you do anything. Like, come on. Yeah. She is she's a little all over the place. Yeah. So um, so then we go to the hallway at school. Um, another of my favorite scenes of this episode. Jen's like stunned. Her outfit was hideous, but (laughs) hideous. Knee-high boots. Yeah, with like like, a a long skirt. But with a slit. With a huge slit. Uh Uh-huh. It was like kind of a burner vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a lot. Anyway, so she's stunned and she she's kind of walking. And we're like, oh, shit, what's going on here? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And like Jack comes up and is like, what's what's happening? And yeah. Jen's like, oh, nothing. And everyone's like, hey, Jen. Yeah. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. What's <laughs> up? Girl. Even Mr. Green's like, good job, Jen. Yeah. And Jack's like, hold up. She goes, did you become popular? <laughs> And she's like, no. And he's like, wait, wait. They didn't make you a cheerleader, did you? And Jen opens her locker and she pulls out two pom-poms and she's like, no, no, no. Where's- no, no. She goes, these are the gold pom-poms with the, with rhinestone, the rhinestone handles. Jack's like, oh, what? <laughs> and she's like, they made me head cheerleader. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Listen, I like I actually kind of love this storyline of Jen as a cheerleader. <laughs> like so what funny. a great what a great like fucking wrench into <laughs> Jen Lindley's life. <laughs> and not one that like involves like sexual assault. I mean, like just give yeah. me a mess all day long. So then we go, Jack totally cracks up. He's He's fucking funny. And Jen has like the, she's, you know, she's such a good actor. She has the appropriate like stunned of like, I can't believe I fucking did that. Like, this is on, she knows it's her fault. It's on, she's like, this is on me. This is what I get. This is what I get. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're trying to be a punk. And there are consequences to being a badass. Okay. All right. Yep. Involving pom poms with rhinestones. <laughs> rhinestones. Okay, I didn't okay. think this through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's on me. That's on me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's on me. Okay. okay. So, so we go to the Potters. Um, they're like hanging laundry. They're folding laundry off the yeah. lines. And Bessie's, and Bessie's like, like, hold up, you lied to me. Yeah, she's like, I thought you said you we were you were good, and Joey's like, I lied. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, Dawson's and been Joey- dodging me. Yeah, and Joey goes into this real, like, self-esteem shame spiral. Yeah, she does. Um, The way she sees herself, it's really sad. Yeah, because she's, like, you know, she's sort of, this is where I think Joey, like, we were talking about earlier where Joey's head's at, because she's, like, I kind of just wish Dawson had told me about this girl, because, like, then I wouldn't feel like an idiot for, like, Mm -hmm. thinking what I thought, you know? Right. And she's, like, you know, I took one look at Eve, and I, like... She's like wild and confident and blonde. Yeah. And like, yeah, Ugh, another I, blonde and brunette situation. I know. So the th- this is the thing is like, it sucks because there's kind of just implying that Joey was just waiting for Dawson to like tell her what was up, tell her what to do. You know, she didn't 
think she could say what she wanted. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think also like just like, like I can't tell if that's just Dawson doesn't give her space to tell her tell him what she wants. Right. Or if she needs to find a way to believe in herself, you know? Like, I kind of think it's a little of both. Yeah, because her, I agree, like, my note was, like, the, this is such an insight into Joey's insecurities, like, when she's, mm-hmm. like, she's wild and blonde and, like, fun. Everything and, I'm not. And you're, right. like, what? And you're kind of, like, doesn't matter. Though. Also, Joey, you, when you let loose, like, you are really fun. <laughs> and also, who cares? Like, you don't, that doesn't make you better or worse. Right. Like someone being fun, you know, doesn't make you better or worse. Right, you know, totally. like just because I laugh my ass off at shit like that doesn't mean people like it. <laughs> true. <laughs> That's also are, true. Some people don't like that. Some people you know? are very offended. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, Bessie just says, you know, there was another blonde in the picture at some point. And which I hate. Yeah. It's like so Aryan, you know, like, oh, the blonde's so much better because white supremacy. (laughs) Well, also, I just like, yeah, there's something about pitting blondes and brunettes like who gives a shit? Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, it's just white supremacy. Yeah. Well, um, yes, you're right. Uh, So, you know, Joey says it's different now. And Bessie's like, yeah, it is. No, you, you forgot the part where Bessie was like, Oh, I remember the last time it was a competition, and Joey's like, "Yeah, and I won that." Yeah, that's he kind true. of brags about it. I, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an odd scene." Um, yeah, but and then Bessie's like, "This one's different." Yeah, yeah, and that's true. Yeah. Um. So then we go to the Learys, where Dawson is looking in the couch for three thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars. <laughs> Okay, I don't think he understands how money works. No. Okay, he's and like, then we realize how rich he is when he's like, even if I sell my portable DVD player, I still need $2,000. Okay, I had the same note, which was, <laughs> he says he has $42. Uh-huh. And he's like, if I sell my DVD player, I'm still almost $2,000 short. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> remember how expensive DVD players were in 1999? <laughs> yes, and like, okay, this is how rich Dawson is. I think I spent, I, I bought a DVD player in 2002 when we lived together. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, f- f- because my so-called life came out on DVD right. and I bought the DVDs yeah. before we owned a DVD player. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it, I think that one was like $225. Yeah. Um. So it, that was in 2002. So that gives you a little. Uh, I know. And insight. this is like a portable where it has a screen on totally. it. You know, I remember so, those for like cars or whatever. I mean, we never had one. No, but I didn't have one of those. Yeah. So we anyway. didn't really go on road trips either. So it's like, why would we need that? You yeah. Know? I had a, but, my, I got a disc man and uh, yeah. CDs and I used yeah. to drive my parents insane. So, um, so sorry. <laughs> So then Eve rings the doorbell mm-hmm. and she hands him an envelope and she's like, look, Dawson, I asked the girl, I told your story to the girls. They all laughed and we ma- took up a collection. We got 400 bucks for you. Dear God, why did they not film that scene? I know. <laughs> I want it so bad. Give me the scene of a room full of strippers 
hearing that Eve tried to give someone a blowjob and he crashed a boat. I just like I I want nothing else in this life. Aaron, I know, like pulling out wads of cash, you know, shit's so funny. It's great. If anyone has written a fanfic of that scene, please send it my way. I cannot. I want to read <laughs> it. So gmail.com. Critique at gmail.com, please, for the love of God. Okay, so Pacey. And, well, because Dawson's like, he tries to like take Eve's advice. He's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. This is my problem. I'm a good mm-hmm. guy. I'm not taking money from strippers. Yeah. And and then Pacey grabs a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. Uh, Ray-Ban wayfarers. And he puts the them mirror, on. And the opening, on. opening to old time rock and roll starts. Did we re- mention Risky Business at the beginning of this episode? Yes. Uh, Here's where this is happening. This is, yeah. So this is the Risky Business episode of okay. Dawson's Creek. Okay. And Pacey's and like... Pacey launches into the grossest monologue. Well, he says, what if we... Because Dawson's like, I can't take this money. And Pacey's like, what if we didn't ask them for money, but mm-hmm. only for their time and talents? And I was like, read Karl Marx, please, that is their money. <laughs> their time and talents are also their money. Yes. Um, just, yes, just yes, a little yes, yes, primer. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eve's like, yeah, totally. And Pacey's like, we're going to throw a party. And Eve's like, yeah, we'll make this money in two hours. Like, which is totally true. I'm, I'm, no, no, I completely think it's true. But it's just like absurd of like, let's just ask all these women to perform labor with their bodies. Um, uh-huh, be uh-huh. in service of Dawson's debt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yes. So then Pacey gives this weird speech, which I did write down if you would like me to. Yes. He says, teenage boys will come, Dawson. They'll arrive at your house for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up in your driveway, not really sure why they're doing it. I feel like that's not true. They do know why. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children. Well, of course, we don't mind if you come in and look around, you'll say. It's only $20 a person. And they'll pass over that money without even looking at it. For it is money they have and breasts they lack. Teenage <laughs> boys will come. They most definitely will. Um, and um, uh, what is happening? Yeah, it's, it's not my favorite thing that's ever happened. Um, I don't like that speech. <laughs> also... You know, it was unnecessary. It just is like, it's really hard because you're like, who is this person? Totally. They haven't, Pacey hasn't mentioned Andy one time. Right. Totally. So then we get a music cue uh, for Dead Again by Buck Cherry. Um, and Buck Cherry is a band that, if you'll recall, in 2005 gained some notoriety for that song, Oh, You're a Crazy Bitch, But You Fuck So Good I Can't Handle It. Do you remember that song? I don't, but Uh-oh. wow. Yeah. Um, so Buck Cherry, there we go. That's what starts. And we cut into Pacey's. Isn't it a line? Like, all these young boys? No, okay. Okay, wait. So we cut into Pacey's sunglasses. Oh. (laughs) It like zooms in on the sunglasses. And then there's, uh, it cuts to the outside of the Lyria house where it is absolute madness. There's no way Gramps is not calling the police on this part. I know. There's hella young ass boys in line to get into the Leary household. Yeah. And... You know, Dawson's kind of freaked out. And Dawson, look, I mean, my thing is like, this is unrealistic, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. 
at least Pacey, like these boys are in line. Pacey tells the bouncer, Pacey tells the boys like, look, this bouncer is here. He will break any part of your body that touches these girls. So like, I was like, okay, at least we're like making some ground rules about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, And I was glad they added that. Also, Pacey is taking all the money and putting it in a jar, except he does pocket one of the 20s. For <laughs> Amazing. So Jen, uh, Genevieve, uh, pointed that out to me. So credit to <laughs> um, so yeah, so then Dawson walks through the party like super stressed. He is like, I this fucking sucks. Yeah, I this. like that checks out for his character. Oh, right? totally. It, I mean, totally, listen, you know? I had parties like the few times my parents went away um, uh-huh. and it was like, you know, 10 of us in a in my parents house yeah, or something. That was stressful. <laughs> and that was stressful. But like you know, this is like hundreds of people. <laughs> no, I, I would totally be freaked out if like hundreds of inside my house. No, we mostly had like when we'd go to parties like that, it would be in someone's backyard. Yeah, that's like so much safer, you yeah, know, totally. Like I can't I agree. Like having all those people in my parents house, they've got like hella breakable fancy ass shit. I, I can't even imagine. My parents know? don't have that much breakable fancy ass shit. And I would still be freaked that they were going to like, yeah. you know, crack my mom's like Sergeant Pepper record or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, Eve comes down and she's got a fistful of money that I hope is being given as tips to these women um, so that they at yeah. least have some of it. At least get something out of the <sighs> yeah. work, their labor they're performing. Exactly. And Eve's like, we're rich. Like, I think we have, you know, I think we're going to f- make enough money. <laughs> and Dawson legit sends himself to his room. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go to my room. I'm going to go upstairs and lay down. <laughs> okay. 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 So it's funny but yeah so he walks up into his room it's all dark okay i gotta tell you i hate this scene it is my least favorite scene i always fast forward through this scene because i hate it so much so i'm watching it like the four times that i had to watch it this week or whatever i it's been torturous i had I haven't watched it in a long time. It's um, really uncomfortable. Oh God! So here we go. Okay, okay so let's he lays down on his bed, mm-hmm. and then Joey's like, "Hi." Yeah, because she's in, his <laughs> and room. she's sitting at his desk, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I know I'm probably the last person you want to see." Yeah, and he's like, "That would never be true." Right, and he's and like, and she gets up and goes over to his bed to sit down next to him. Mm-hmm. And she fucking apologizes to him. Yes, she does. She apologizes for everything. She says she was wrong um, about her dad. And she says in a moment of adolescent anguish and upset, she lashed out at the person who cared about her the most and who how she cares about the most. Okay. Um, okay. Wow. And he doesn't take this opportunity to say, you know, I'm sorry, too, that um, I forced you to send your dad to jail. Right. He doesn't say that. No. He says... Um, so that's why this apology make is really hard to watch. Yeah. And I, I remember... Mean, she, that's how she feels. I'm like, okay, okay. Like, if that's how she feels, I have to let her feel that yeah. way. But I don't feel that way. Right. And I, I remember... It's very in, hard. I remember in 1999, like, feeling total whiplash in this scene. Like, being like, I mean, and even in 1999, I was rooting for Dawson and Joey. Like, I wanted them to get back together. I was hoping that at some point this season they would get back together. Yes. But, like, 
I was just like, after the season two, where we just went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and we like did not stop. I was like, what the fuck is this? It doesn't make any sense. Why are we doing this? Like, what happened? It completely changes her mind. I, I just, I don't get it. And what happened and at the end of season two was a huge deal. And like, yeah. you have to work to earn back trust on both sides of that. Yeah. And then we find out. Oh, yeah. Because then he doesn't return the apology and he says to her, you should have called. Yeah. What the fuck? We find out she iced him? Yeah, she did. She totally iced him. He's like, you should have called. You should have written. She said she was going to do. She was like, I don't want to know you. Yeah. So, of course, he fucking moved on. She she flat out told him, I don't want to know you. And then she iced him all summer. Uh Uh-huh. And she's going to have the gall. Anyway, okay. I know. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm like, I'm hating Joe right now. I'm 100% on Dawson's side. Yeah. I mean, I agree. You know, I think like. I mean, I think he should have apologized for what he did to his dad. But the show will never do that storytelling. Right. So, you know, she, she, Joey asks about Eve. She's like, who is she? And Dawson tells her like they just met. And Joey asks if they're like together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, N- no. Um, and then this is the part and, I just hate so much. Well, when she she also like she talks about why she iced him. Yeah. She was like, I was embarrassed and I kind of just wanted to ignore you for a while and ignore life. And I, I just can't do that forever. Right. You know, so she kind of tries to explain why she iced him. And you're like, OK, like this is kind of like. We, I talk about this a lot. Like they never had a conversation post breakup, you know, the second breakup. So they're yeah. kind of having it now where she's yeah. like, look, maybe I didn't mean to say I never want to know you. Um, and I was embarrassed by that. And right. I iced you, you know? Yeah, totally. And then Joey asks if Dawson missed her. And he's like, you know it. Yeah. And then Joey stands okay. up. This is the part I really she's hate. like, I missed you too. Uh-huh. And, and he's like, no, no, no. Things aren't this the same. Yeah. And, and she caresses his face. And says that things don't have to be the same. It's a new year. Things can be different. They can be better. And um, then she takes off of her shirt, which, by the by, I had that, that shirt. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I know that this season, this is the American Eagle Outfitter season. Um, okay, well, then I had a similar shirt to that. I didn't okay. have that one. Okay. Yeah. Th- they had a contract with American Eagle Outfitter, so I had I owned, you know, quite a few of mm-hmm. these clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is so fucking out of character. I, I just have to say, like, the fact that she takes off her shirt and does this, I thought so in 1999. I think so no, now. No, I completely, you're like, in 1999, we're like, what the fuck is happening? And it's like, We'll get, we're going to get into it. It's yeah. not the way Dawson feels where he thinks she is like the virgin, like she's mm-hmm. like the innocent. I didn't feel that way about her. I just felt like she wasn't ready to have sex. Right. Yeah. So I think so, too. Like, I think she's she's not ready to have sex. She's like she, she seems to be doing this because she thinks Dawson wants to have sex with her. Like, she thinks that's what's going to win him back. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
Then okay, we go so to Dawson's a com- shook and it cuts to a commercial. Mm-hmm. And I and, fucking remember that commercial from 1999. Yeah, I was like, what Whoa. is happening? Whoa. I remember Whoa. being like, did she just take her top off? Like Joey's never done anything like that. Yeah. So we come back right back where we left off. And Dawson's staring at Joey in her bra. He definitely takes a look at her boobs. Um, And Joey leans down to kiss him and Dawson says no. And he's like, this isn't you. True. Which I don't. I know. I know. I don't like like that, but it's it is kind of true. Yeah. Like that's the thing is it's hard because like I said, I don't think it's in Joey's character to do that. Yeah. But he's what he's saying is more like, um, no, no, you're not the sexual being that's right. like Jen and Eve. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, 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 I get you. Cause she's, yeah. then, then she leans in and whispers in his ear. I can I be, be sexual, sexual Dawson. Oh my it God. So it's I really it so sad much. that this is her sexual awakening, her like journey to yeah. find her sexuality. I agree. It's like, like this. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, and Dawson's like, I know you can be sexual, but like, we can't do this. And he like yeah. hands her her shirt and tells her to put it on. Put your shirt on. Yeah. And then Joey goes off. Yeah. And it's like very uncomfortable to watch because she totally <laughs> gaslights him. Yeah. I mean, this is why I fast forward through this scene. I hate this scene. She tells him to go to hell. And She's like, what? Did you think I wanted to have sex with you? I didn't want to have sex with you. And you're like, uh, what? You, you definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> that's what you were like throwing yourself at him, yeah. you know? Uh, and he said, no, that's not, I'm saying no, my boundary is no for this. And yeah. he's allowed to say that. Totally. And like, it's like an interesting storytelling because this is commonly storytelling that like, it's the other way, the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Where a guy would be like, oh, you read that wrong. Right. You, what you thought I liked you? No, no, no. You read that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you <laughs> sent it wrong. Fuck off. You know. <laughs> like, uh, so like, and Dawson's like shook at the way yeah. Joey's reacting. Like, same. Comfortable and concerned. Same. Same. And you know, Joey's like, you know, sex is all you're about these days, isn't it? And jo- Dawson's kind of like, no, That's like, not true. Yeah. Like, yeah. He could have fucked that rando on that road trip. Like, he could have had sex with Jen. And, you right. know, like it, it, it's like his sexual journey is the same. His, you know, his identity, sexual identity is the same where he's like, of course, I want to have sex, but like, I'm scared. And he and Dawson says, like, you more than anyone should know that I'm not all about sex. Yeah. And Joey's like, don't blame me for your sexual ex- inexperience, Dawson. Which I love out of context. <laughs> I think that's an incredible line out of context. It is. It is. Woo! In this situation, <laughs> not really ideal. Not super ideal. Yeah. Not ideal. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, it's an amazing sentiment to remind every teenage girl, every teenager, like, yeah. you're you're not responsible for someone's sexual inexperience. Like, you know, their sexual experience is not tied to you and what you do. Right. But the way she's acting towards him, it's it's so toxic and fucked up. It totally is. Because then she, like, yells at him that, like, it's not her fault that he's still a virgin. <laughs> and Dawson's like, yeah, no, what happened between us or didn't happen is because we both wanted it that way. Yeah. And, and then we get to Joey's, like, I feel like this is where we dig underneath into Joey's onion skin. And is like, mm-hmm. Joey's like, well, what's wrong then? 
So like yeah. she gets really vulnerable. So I think that's like in these times when like I think Joey is acting horrendous and she is acting horrendous right now. Like when we see her vulnerability that like softens me to that because mm-hmm. I think, you know, for someone who grows up, you know, in the situation that she's in, I can see having all these defense mechanisms up. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting that she always leans into lying. Yeah. Like even with I was surprised she did that to Bessie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because like Bessie is a safe space for her, right. you know, and like Bessie's the only person in her life that's never left her. Right. Totally. You know, and that's totally. Like, so her instinct is always to lie. And I, I don't know. That's really interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Then we kind of get what Dawson's feeling. And yeah. he has a point. He's like, look, I'm still hurt that you dumped me twice. And right. like, you know, it's totally fine that we had, didn't have sex, but like nothing's changed. And like, I just I cannot go through this again. Yeah. Because he's she says, what's so wrong with me? And he says, it's not you. It's us. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that is what it is. That's totally. the problem. And he, he goes on to say, like, if we have another year like last year, there's just going to be nothing left between us. Like, yeah, I, you know, and sh- Joey asks if there's any love left between them now. And he says, yes. Yeah. And this is really complicated. I, I feel for her because this is a hard lesson to learn because she's yeah. like, so you love me, but you don't want to be with me. Yep. And, and and that is like so, that one hurts so bad and it happens yeah. to everyone and hurts it, so true. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it's really hard lesson to learn, you know, where you're just kinda like, love isn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's necessary, but it's not enough. Yeah, totally. Well, and then Joey climbs out the window. Out the window. Uh, because apparently the ladder's back. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm with Dawson here. I know. I am too. I am too. I I feel like that scene is wildly out of character for Joey in certain ways. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I also think that the things that Dawson is saying are right on the money. Um, Yeah. So so then Dawson goes down to the party. And um, (laughs) house is wild. And, and Pacey turns off the music and he's like, I just want to thank Dawson Leary here. Yep. And he's <laughs> and like announces how much money they made, which I was like, I wouldn't do that in a room full of people. <laughs> I know. Okay. It's all cash. It's right here. <laughs> $30,000. And um, he, Jen and Jack are in the audience too. And yeah, I was like, wait, where did they come there. from? Super weird. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I mean, see, good like, for them. Like, that's totally fine. But, it, they don't have any lines or anything, so no, it's kind of like just weird. There. I could also weird. see them coming home from school and being like, "What's this happening?" What is this? <laughs> yeah, totally. So uh, they're um, like, "We're on the list." <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure. So like, so then like Dawson and Eve like kind of go to talk, and um, I'm pretty sure this is the scene where um, the garbage song "Push It" is supposed uh, to start, not the Salt and Pepper song "Push It." Yeah, garbage is push it. Yeah. Um, and Eve's like, you know, let's go, Dawson. Like, yeah. let's get out of here. And they have yeah. this, like, kind of conversation where she's implying, like, let's go do it. Let's go bone. Yeah. And Dawson's a little scared of sex. And so he kind of, like, eyes Pacey across, who's dancing yeah. on the table. With a stripper. <laughs> um, and they go out to the Leary porch. Pe- Pacey and- grabs, Dawson grabs Pacey and they go. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Pacey or jo- Dawson just sits Pacey down and he's like, Joey wants me back. Yep. And she, he's like, and Eve is like waiting for me at the dock. Like, yeah, I don't know. And then it gets yep. real gross. And Pacey again is fucked up. And he's like, classic Madonna or the Jezebel. I hate it. I hate it. And I feel like it's out of character for Pacey. Yeah. <sighs> I, I mean, I, here's the thing, right? I think that. In this scene, what we see is that this sort of obnoxious ass behavior has been him covering for how much pain he is in about Andy being gone. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like he does a pretty good job of showing us that as he gets more vulnerable in this scene. And it's actually Mm -hmm. a scene I really like. Um, And but it all seems really out of character. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to him kind of like on the surface being a kind of obnoxious person um, because he's like covering up that he's like in this immense pain. Um, But I mean, I'm definitely opposed to it, but I understand it. Right, I'm opposed to what he, how he's behaving, but I get I get what they're doing. Yeah, um, it, it's just like it has. I think it's, this is so triggering the Madonna yeah. and whore situation because it's just what they've been laying out. The yeah. whole show yeah. of like the blonde and the brunette, yeah. the slut and the virgin, yeah. you know, and like obviously Joey's a good girl, yeah. you know, and you're like, what? Like, so's Jen. Like, can we just, just what? I know. Why do you have to moralize these things, you know? And like, it's heads up, you can have sex. You're, you're allowed, allowed to have sex. You're allowed to. Yeah. With if and you, with people that you're not like madly in love with, you can have sex yeah. with whoever you want. And heads up, as long if as someone's okay raped, they're not a slut. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Dawson's like, you know, Pacey, you should have seen her. She like stood before me as innocent and beautiful as ever, and I wanted her, which I hate that line. Yeah. And he's like, but a part of me knows it's not the right time for us. And like right at that instance, this is where Pacey like loses his entire bravado, and he's yeah. just like, <laughs> I get it. And all of a sudden, new Pacey or old Pacey comes back. <laughs> yeah, and season two, like, Pacey comes roaring back, and we're like, okay, thank God, okay, thank, thank God. God. And so this is when, yeah, the show is going to maybe have a whole new team of writers or like Mm. the old. Then we get into real season three. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. Okay. So Pacey's like, I get it. And he Dawson's like, Pacey, you know, can you go talk to her? Um, Meaning Joey. Like, Mm. he's like, could you watch out for her for the next couple of days? Just like, make sure she's okay. Yeah. Pacey's like, and like no. Pacey's like hard no. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. And Dawson, like, I don't know. I think he's being a good person, actually. I do a good too. Friend, I do too. You know? Yeah. I like kind of remember this a little bit differently. Um and uh he's like, she needs someone. She needs someone. Like, she's gonna be so humiliated and hurt. Yeah. And like she just needs a friend. And like she it's like Dawson knows that Joey has a hard time letting people in, uh-huh. you know, and Dawson couldn't send Jen to be a friend because right. Joey wouldn't let that, you know? Yeah. And like, he's not good enough friends with Jack to ask that of Jack. Jack could be a person to do that, you right. know, but he knows for sure Dawson, that Pacey would do it for him. And yeah. Joey would listen to Pacey. She would let it. It's like, You know, we've been talking about this kind of more in season one than in season two, but like there are these times when we're reminded that Joey and Pacey 
know each other, have known each other just as long yeah. as Dawson and Joey have. Yeah. Um, and so like, even though they kind of have this hate relationship, like this, like they're yeah, annoyed yeah, with each yeah. other at all times, you know, they do know each other and could be yeah, vulnerable I, with each other in a way. Yeah, because you, we know for sure that Joey trusts Pacey. Yeah. And Pacey kind of hesitantly agrees like after Dawson yeah. pleads a little bit, he's like, okay, fine. Like I'll go. Fine. Like, yeah. Cause yeah. he understands. He's like, Ooh, yeah, she's going to be fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She definitely needs a friend. Like, yeah. it, okay. You know, like I don't want to do it, but, but like I'm I get hearing it. this and I, <laughs> yeah. I get it. You yeah. know? And, and then, so Dawson chooses the Jezebel uh-huh. for this he, storytelling. He walks down he, to the docks in his carpenter <laughs> jeans um that hasn't stopped in season three in fact it's only gonna get worse (laughs) it's picking up steam yep yep yep. and (laughs) And he's on a boat her own speedboat that she tells she says she borrowed from her boss which who knows what that means like is this your boat and she's like i borrowed it from my boss and you're like i don't understand how boats work (laughs) okay whatever whatever anyways okay so they're talking and then we hear mitch (laughs) yell Dawson. Dawson from the front of the house. It's so funny. And Dawson's like, oh, my dad's home early. Shit. Oh. And Eve's kind of like, come on, whatever. You're like one step away from the rest of your life. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, you know, come with me basically on this boat. And right at this exact moment, this piano starts that is the music to Mary Beth Maziar's Hold On. And um, I'm my heart. I'm so excited by this. Here it comes. So, um, so, you know, Dawson's just kind of like, I just don't want to lose my virginity this way, you know, and And Eve just drives off on the boat. She tells him she doesn't know who the bigger mystery is, her or Dawson. And then she drives away. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we cut to Joey. She's crying on her dock, you know, and she just looks like a little girl, you know. She does, yeah. And we hear Pacey from off screen say, ahoy! (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) And Pacey's like, it's just so weird. I hopped into Dawson's rowboat and magically drifted here. Yeah, it just came to your house. I don't know. And she's like, if you get any closer, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Yeah. And he sits down anyways. He gets, yeah, he I don't gets know how he gets off the boat and gets on the dock. That part we don't get see, but. Uh. The miracle of movies. And he's like, jo- Joey looks at Pacey and is like, he he's told like, you, didn't he? Yeah. And Pacey's like, what do you think? You know? Yeah. And so it's sweet because, I mean, it sucks because she's humiliated, yeah. but like, she, he knows what happened. Yeah. And she knows. So she doesn't knows. have to, and she doesn't have to tell him. Yeah. And really nice. (laughs) She tells him that she hates both of them. She's like, I think I hate you both. Yeah. And he's like, you're really going to hate me when you hear what I have to say. He's like, I think Dawson did the right thing. Yep. And she does kind of hate him. And he's like, and Pacey finally acknowledges Andy. (laughs) Well, Joey asks, how would you know what I need? Yeah. And Pacey's, this is what I mean. And Pacey's like, yeah, how would I know of Mm -hmm. 
giving up someone you love, letting them go, letting them, you know, work on them to be better. Yeah. What would I know about that heartbreak? Yeah. He's like, how would I know the pain of like, even though you guys know you're right for each other, it doesn't mean you're right for each other right now. What yeah. would I know about that? Yeah. And like, ooh, I love it. I love that line so much. It's so good, you know? Yeah. And you really I mean, see it, where Doss or where Pacey and Joey really are in the same boat right same now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. And that, how like that would make Joey feel less alone, you know? Yeah. And she then looks away and really starts crying oh, and she's heartbroken. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, and then he's like, you know what? Maybe we'll end up being friends. Well, <clears throat> she does say that. He says, of all the people, she says, of all the people to see me like this, it had to be you. And he said, it's a new year. Who knows? Maybe you and I might even become friends. And then Joey, just without missing a like, beat. It's so funny. She's like, I'm already crying enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm upset enough as it is, Pacey. <laughs> and she, he says, come here. And he puts, he calls her Potter. He says, come here, Potter. Mm-hmm. And he puts his arm puts around his arm her. her. And she like kind of leans on him and is cry and cries. Yeah, she takes the space from him. Yeah, and we cut to this great shot behind them of him with his arm around her, her leaning into him at the end of her dock. Um, yeah. Then we fade to black. Yeah. They just look like little kids, you know. Yeah. It's really sweet. It is sweet. It is. I mean, I love it. You know, we've been rooting for Joey to have a fucking another friend for a long time now. So, yeah, because she's alone this whole episode, except for her like sexual predator boss. Yeah. <laughs> and her sister. Yeah. And her sister. Yeah. She doesn't have any friends. No. You know? It's really sad. Yeah. So who, are you, who are you rooting for? Um, I'm rooting for Jen. <laughs> In her head cheerleader <laughs> position. That shit's so funny. So happy about that. I love Jen and Jack together, um, at, you know, as this little family. Uh, I'm rooting for Joey. I mean, I think she's, you know, that's a really painful thing. Yeah. And I'm rooting for her. Um, I'm rooting for Pacey. I like that at the end, he finally does open up that he is like still in pain. Yeah. Like the last like 10 minutes of the episode, you're like, okay, here's a real Dawson's Creek episode. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know? Like, okay. Yeah, okay. You know, because yeah, you just feel so much for Joey. I mean, I don't forgive her for the way she reacted to Dawson. I, I don't like it. Yeah. I also, it, it, that whole storytelling was just like fucked up. So I, I can't really get on board with it. Mm-hmm. And it makes me like root for Dawson. I think that's so strong of him. It's so similar to Joey being like, I can't be with you when she first breaks up with Dawson. He kind of needs to like figure out where she ends and he begins, you know, Um, he explained it. I feel like to her, like pretty well, you know, just like you broke my heart twice. Like I cannot do that again. Right. You know, Um, and that's like pretty intuitive about knowing himself. And he doesn't I don't think he commonly knows himself. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, you know, I definitely I think I'm rooting for Dawson uh, more than normal. Definitely. In this yeah, episode. totally. OK, so for our listener corner, uh-huh. we have a quick question and then a listener theory. OK, okay. so quick question. This is from Heidi. Uh-huh. My question is regarding season two, episode 22, the uh-huh. parental discretion advice. Yeah. It's pretty clear how you guys feel about it in 2020, but do you recall how 1999 Aaron and Julia felt about Dawson insisting Joey turn her father into the police? 
Oh God, <laughs> I, have to, I do remember. Um, okay, I'm sad that I have to. I thought she he was doing the right thing. Um, I thought it was hard. Um, you know, but I was like, yeah, her dad's dealing drugs, so you have to go to the police when that happens. Um, yeah, I, I think I. I mean, I agree with you. I was like, ooh, cocaine. Like, oh, that's yeah. like that's a bad drug you yeah, know yeah. if it was and if it had been a bag of weed i've been like fuck yeah. you dawson like yeah. shut up you know but the cocaine you're like oh that's pretty bad i do think like i remember thinking it was fucked up that dawson made her do it okay yeah like that part of the storytelling i didn't i was like what like why what's happening here and it i think i talked about in the last episode it felt weird to me that mitch and gail didn't just do it yeah, I mean, I think logically thinking that you're right, but I don't think that's where I was in 1999. I was like, makes sense, you know, that like, she would be the one that has to like, go in with the wire and get this done. You mm-hmm. know, um, so yeah, I yeah. I think that I thought it was the right thing to do in 1999. Um, and I don't agree with that anymore. Right, right, so. right. Okay. And then this is a from Jay. Okay. Okay. Aaron has texted me that this shook her to her core, <laughs> I know. but I don't know what's coming. So I'm week. like on pins yeah. and needles. Yeah. I've been thinking about it. Okay. Okay. So I cut a little bit, but I just copied and pasted the whole email. So I wanted to tell you that I completely agree with everything you say, except for your takes on Dawson. And I wanted to explain why. Okay. First off, I was the age of the characters at the time the show aired and while i related to each character i always related to dawson the most okay in hindsight this sometimes makes me cringe because of how much he reflects how i was as a teenager although we had different life circumstances a number of years after the show finished i discovered something that helped explain a lot about the character of dawson and why i think it related to him so strongly Mm -hmm. kevin williamson has a condition known as asperger's syndrome which i also have the main features of it are low empathy and an intense preoccupation on a particular subject. Given that Dawson is based on Williamson himself, I can see Dawson having the same condition himself. I'm not saying this should excuse his bad behavior, but I think it can help explain it. I also wanted to point out that while the show was partly based on Williamson's youth, it I think he took great libertas with, and Dawson is at least partly wish fulfillment on his part. Um, do you remember the scene in the, the episode His Leading Lady in which Dawson pulls Joey aside and asks him what the hell he's doing, making a movie about their lives? I always found this interesting given how autobiographical the show is. It got to the point where Williamson managed to alienate many of his closest friends and family. So this scene is incredibly meta. One of the aspects the show based on William's own life was the way Pacey made fun of his older brother's supposed sexuality. William's younger brother did this the same way to try to make him come out, which he eventually did. So that I've been thinking about a lot. Like explain my face right now. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like Julia shook too. To my core. I mean, wow. Wow. I... I think that's really interesting to think about Dawson as someone with Asperger's. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I don't think that that's off base, actually. I, you know? Yeah, no, I was like, damn. I mean, I 
emailed him back and I was like, I know people with Asperger's as well, but I never specifically asked them about Dawson. So I've never gotten this perspective on it, you know? Totally. And you're like, that is really compelling. You know, I mean, there are elements that check out, obviously, like, like Jay says, like, it doesn't excuse a lot of his bad behavior. Sure. So I was like, kind of doing like a recalculation of like, okay, you know, like, do I call out the bad behavior that's inexcusable or, you know, is it like yeah. this kind of like ableism, you know, within me? Yeah, totally. No, I yeah. mean, what a, yeah. I mean, that's going to have me thinking for a long time. I think about yeah. certain parts of Dawson. Wow. Jay, <laughs> you, you've blown my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's interesting. I mean, I'm going to have more to say about the Pacey calling out Doug, Mm-hmm. Um, stuff. We, I know we touched on it a little bit in um, season one, but that's, yeah. I mean... And it is a spoiler, but Doug comes back in season three. season three. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I have opinions about that. And I do know, I know that Williamson is gay and I know that he, it took him, I think he was around the time that this show was coming out, that he, out. he yeah. came out. Yeah. Um, and... That- to me is just like unfortunately and I don't want to like write it off or give it a pass but it's just like a a, it hasn't aged well but it was such like commonplace sure sure and I think and I'm not going to write it off and give it a pass but I'll have more to say and I, I know I've touched on this before um about um Kevin Williamson talking about like sort of um some of the misogynistic um problems that uh, gay men can have towards women mm-hmm. and that like I think sometimes I think we see that play out um, mm-hmm. you know m- gay men are men and you know we we live in this misogynistic society they are not immune to you know um, coming away with some of that and so I think sometimes when we see um, certain ways that this show treats particularly Jen. Yeah. Um, but but all of the women, they all get a dose of it at time or sometime. Yeah, I mean, or I feel like Joey got it in this episode. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Like, oh, you want to be sexual? Well, we're going to humiliate you. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> like just in the storytelling, I I don't I think Dawson's totally right to say, like, I don't want to have sex with you. Like, yeah. that's his boundary. He's allowed to. I, I'm not mad about that at all. Right. But just the way the storytelling was, it was like, oh, the first time you're going to actually think about having sex, we're going to, like, humiliate you. Right. Why would they do that to her? No, I agree with you. And so I think, like, there's part of me that's that, like, wants to give... Well, and also, like, the ownership... I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much I can say without giving things away, but, like, how Kevin Williamson saw Dawson and Joey as soulmates mm-hmm. that, like... And that he has talked about, I don't think we've ever said this on the show, but he has talked about the fact that based on someone in his life that he knew. And so, like, I think there's this part of me that's like, you know, there's part of me that it feels sometimes like Kevin Williamson's dream fulfillment or wish fulfillment from youth and his heterosexual wish fulfillment, because, of course, his own, you know, homophobia is, you know, it can be placed inward and it's like i'm not trying to give kevin williamson of 1998 a psychological evaluation yeah, 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 yeah. i am not qualified <laughs> nor do i know kevin williamson yeah, like none yeah, of that yeah. but there's parts of me that are like when i'm thinking about this show and the context of this show like that's those are the kinds of things that um i think about 
with him running this show mm-hmm. and him creating these characters is like, okay, I think we do see um, flex of all of that. I think, I think that, that I think that the idea that Dawson, you know, is Asperger's is v- very interesting. I mm-hmm. mean, um, it's gonna, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to think about that. And I think probably as we go through season three, maybe we yeah, can, I completely agree. See how we feel. I, I mean, yeah, Jay, like, whoa, man, you have blown yeah. my mind entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. I feel, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, like, like Aaron said, I mean, that makes me sort of want to check my own ableism and feel, mm-hmm. figure out like where I'm, what of Dawson's behavior you know, if I know that he's has Asperger's, what what of that behavior is like becomes more just like, okay, that's not, you know, that's like out of the norm that I'm used to, but it's not unacceptable. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Or he just needs more space because he has to work harder to develop coping skills, which like, you know, someone without that syndrome wouldn't have to, you know, Totally. Yeah. So really interesting. Thank you I so much for bringing that up. My God. And I, I know. Thank you. Thank you both, Heidi yeah, and Heidi Jay, and for your emails. And I just want to say on a personal to our listeners, since I read the emails, everyone always be apologizing for rambling. And that personally makes me feel like I haven't acknowledged that this space is yours <laughs> and you're allowed <laughs> to say whatever you want. Ramble away. Listen, we ramble do two away. hours we a week. We talk for two hours about 45 minutes of media. So yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to ramble. So if you feel, but you're also allowed to feel sorry. But mm-hmm. on, for me, I would prefer if you just say thank you instead. Yeah. Thank you for this space instead of apologizing. Because I don't think we need to apologize for taking up space. Yeah, please. So please. I ask that favor of you yeah. to say thank you instead of sorry if you need to say you're sorry. <laughs> yeah. And ramble. My God. Ramble all the fuck away. I love it. Listen, I love it. That's I mean, what I'm saying. It's like, I, 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 have I not said this space is yours? Come on. <laughs> so that's a more of like it, it, um, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So thank you for listening. And thank you, everyone, for your emails. I hope everyone's staying safe. Wear your mask, wash your hands, get tested if you can. That's really important. Um, And uh, you can uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at gofreakingcrazy. yeah. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. Please like us, subscribe, uh, write reviews for our show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Um, it really helps us out when you do that. And thank you to those of you who have done it so far. We always have to thank Andrew Bush, even though we don't get to see him right now. Um, cannot wait to see your face, buddy. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you can find me online um, on all the social medias at Pesty1079. Rarebird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com. And we, we have a new one, right? You can pre-order our book. <laughs> you can pre-order our book at rarebirdlit.com or anywhere mm-hmm. you get your books. Mm-hmm. Um, we highly recommend that you pre-order it from your local independent bookstore. Um, and Rarebird books can be found online on the social medias at Rarebird Lit. This has been a Rarebird production. <laughs>